In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to a liturgical prison by a canonical court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security diocesan stockade to the ecclesial underground. Today, still wanted by the Vatican, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, then you should listen to Libra Cristo War College. Welcome to Crystal War College. My name is Jesse Romero. I'm on the 10 freeway <clears throat> with my beloved wife, driving from uh, Arizona to California. We're going. Uh, we're going to make uh, visit a family friend of ours good, uh, regarding uh, funeral arrangements. But uh, we've got Dan Schneider on. I haven't seen Dan in a while. Dan, welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, every, everybody's been missing you. Dan, are you there? I'm there. Thanks, Jess. It's uh, it's good not to see you, but to hear you. How's that? You got a face made for radio, as they say. <laughs> That's right, partner. You got it. <clears throat> hey, let me just make some preliminary announcements before we start the show. We're going to talk about all things Our Lady in today's show as it relates to spiritual warfare. And I don't know anybody better than Dan Schneider, who's got a, a PhD in Mariology, actually. So uh, uh, he, did, he doesn't only have a PhD in common sense, but he's actually a Mariologist. But uh, remember that the month of November is dedicated to the Holy Souls. And uh, I just had a good friend of the family die. Her name's Elvia uh, Escobar. And so we're just going to say a quick prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you all could join me for your family members that have passed away. And my friend Elvia Escobar, a beautiful soul that just passed away. <clears throat> Eternal rest grant in the Elvia Escobar, O Lord. And let your perpetual light shine upon her. May the soul of Elvia Escobar... Through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for Alvia now and at the hour of her death. Amen. By the way, if you like what you hear, <clears throat> we are uh, the soldiers of fortune. We're also soldiers of Christ. You can support the show by sharing the full show link at vmpr.org. You can also find us on social media at VMP Radio and our YouTube channel called Full Sheen Ahead. You can share us with your friends and evangelize everybody you love. Dan, it's been a while since you've been on the show. What has Dr. Dan Schneider been up to? Shoot, my life, Jesse, is like a Jackie Chan movie. Everything's calm and quiet, and all of a sudden, five ninjas jump out of the tree, and all I got to defend myself is a coat hanger and a pool stick <laughs> and a folding chair. So I just make do with what I got. Whatever whatever I get thrown at that day, I, I just keep driving forward. But this is a great topic, Jesse, because I just spent – three days doing what I, I love to do the best is working with women religious and spiritual warfare. Uh, um, you know, the, the, the female, especially the contemplative religious, the Carmelites, the poor Clares, the Benedictines, uh, um, these were, these were quasi semi-contemplative uh, sisters of our lady of sorrows. And I just did uh, um, uh, a two day retreat on our lady of sorrows and suffering for them. Wow. And these women get it. With, you know, they are living icons of the Virgin Mary. These women are, are powerful soldiers, often overlooked, very quietly uh, doing the work, but but uh, in a unique nuptial relationship with Jesus Christ, living in their body, their virginal purity, the, 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 this, this nuptial relationship with the virginal Lord. I was told the other day by, by somebody, oh, I would never let my son be a, become a priest. Right. Um, and, and I said, OK, well, why not? Well, she said, she said that this is the, 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 the life of celibacy is celibacy is unnatural. It's not natural. And I said, you're absolutely right. It's not natural. It's supernatural. Right. And so these religious, the, the priests and religious that live, they live bodily, the virginal reality of Christ. 
are living, especially the women. There's there's a power, a maternity, a femininity that's just that's just deep and rich, and we 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 we're, we're very much in need of renewal of uh, of religious life. But the ones that are there and faithful, man, we were we lean on them big time. And you know, you've met the local Carmelites here and done some conferences. So they're asking you to come back, by the way. They're 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 uh, <laughs> quietly saying, hey, when's Jesse coming back? When's Jesse coming back? Dude, I don't know why they need me. They got Dr. Dan Schneider right around the corner, man. I'm just a, uh, <clears throat> but uh, but hey, I'm. Yeah, a- no, you you are Jesse they Romero. Like, you are you are a Catholic like, superhero. Like a- You're like a cartoon like character. Fan. You're like a Catholic cartoon character superhero, man. I'm just I'm just Knight Rider at best, <laughs> Robin. You know. <laughs> hey, uh, Dan. Uh, people want to know how's uh, when is the book. Uh, uh, coming out for lay people on liberation uh, and, and healing and deliverance of liberation, uh, according to lay people, the Catholic norms. When is that coming out? People keep asking me. So I said, well, Dan will be on this week, so he'll let you know. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, well, they're expecting it uh, in June. So I've got till the uh, the end of the month to to make any minor corrections for, you know, any typos or I've got a good friend uh, uh, scouring that for me, and uh, um, so we, we'll get those in. And then once that's done, man, it's it's uh, you know Katie bar the door as they say, and so it's it's we just gotta hold on until it comes out, you know. So sometime in June, I just had a, a nice conversation with 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 a a, a, a priest. Uh, exorcist um, starting to form a team, and the, you know, um, in, in, in a, another state, and they they love what they're hearing about what this book does. Again, I'm not a salesman. For me, it's souls, not sales. So we're, we're, we just want to get out and help as many people we can. We had a mission as a, mil- as a military officer. Here's what they told us, Jess. They 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 beat this into you. Your job is to accomplish the mission, but you also have a second job of primary importance. And that is to get your troops home safely. So it's not about just accomplishing the mission. The demon's going to push us and to try to do it as quick as we can to alleviate the suffering and to get out of this firefight. No, we grind this out. And whatever, whenever our Lord and our Lady say, that's it, it's time, the demon taps out and it's over. But we have to accomplish our mission by being faithful to what God has called us to do, but also to get our troops home safely. So so this manual, the uh, Libra Cristo manual, a manual for spiritual warfare, this, this manual is going to be for for lay people to pick up and use on their own if you're you know you just need to to clean some garbage up in your life because we all it happens to all of us you know you get clinging spirits you get this you know you start getting a spiritual oppression it helps you understand the rules of engagement so you learn how to fight but also it's designed for team usage we've got we've got many teams using it as well at the diocesan level so i I wrote it with both of those in mind um so yeah the the long answer to your question it's gonna god willing tan has told me that it'll be out in june Okay, so this book is going to be for individual use. Emails Absolutely. That people it's designed primarily for individual use, but we're also using it uh, with uh, for our teams as well. It's got a, it's it's a it, it's 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 a multi-use weapon. It's got many uses. Okay. Beautiful. Hey, yeah, but it's it, it's a weapon, but it also teaches you how to fix bayonets. You remember the there the, there's a this this shocked the military uh, in the Idrang Valley uh, uh, um, when the Seventh Cav, who right? That's who I was with, the Seventh Cav. When they went into Vietnam, uh, Colonel Hal Moore, good Catholic man, may God rest his soul, and uh, they went into combat. 
uh, it was it, they were outnumbered like ten to one by by the Viet Cong, and the the first cab went in with the use of helicopters, superior air, air, firepower and, and air power. Um, they 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 defeated an overwhelming force that day, something like ten to one. At one point, you'll see in the movie, uh, um, Mel Gibson plays Colonel Colonel Moore, who I met by the way. Right, I went over to Iraq. He came and talked and gave us a a, a, a pep talk. And uh, uh, he actually gave the command to fix bayonets. And so this book is designed. It's using modern warfare uh, analogies, uh, using Rogers, Rangers, tying in with David and Goliath, who, who use guerrilla warfare. And at some point in your life, we're all going to get to this point. If you haven't been there, you're probably there right now. And where there is a culture where um, hiding behind uh, bunkers is not, is not an option. Uh, we're at the, we're at this point of fixed bayonets. You know what I mean? It's coming down to that. And this book is designed on a spiritual level um, to to how to fix bayonets, how to make this thing work. This is there's multiple ways to use this weapon. How do you do it? What are the attachments? You know, what are the what are the what are the things that we can we can use in the weapons that God has given us, the spiritual weapons to do battle in in our modern times for ourselves and our families. Dad, this Dan, this is going to make my job so much easier because when people email me and I, and I get dozens every week. I'm going to say, uh, go to tanbooks.com and get this book uh, and yeah. start applying this individually and, and clean, up your, clean up your interior life. You're listening to uh, War College, Wednesday War College. I'm on the road right now, so in case I drop off, I'll get back on. Dan, Dan just keep on going uh, in case I drop off. I'll just... as, we say, as we say, Charlie Mike, you know what I mean? Continue the mission. Yeah. yeah. Right? One, one guy goes down, you just Charlie, Charlie Mike. Now, I, I don't know if I want a Charlie yeah. Mike without jesse the body romero on board with me but i'll 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 charlie mike don't worry yeah okay i'll call back if i get if i drop off dan i want to talk about um the supernatural power of our lady's name against the gates of hell i just want to read a short little article written by this one exorcist he says it was a very tough case the young woman was possessed by hundreds of demons with satan himself personally leading them it's the stronger the graces that God gives. In this case, I knew that he would need the very best God could send. We were coming close to the end. After countless hours of ugly and painful sessions, the demons were getting weaker and were now more obedient, much to their dismay. I commanded them in the name of Jesus to tell us, when will you leave and by what means? The demons reluctantly responded with a date of two weeks, hence, and said, she will come. Everyone in the room knew who she was. The demons would not say the name of of the mother of God, her name, like that of her son, is itself holy. The day finally came, and the moment approached. The room grew silent, and the possessed woman said, she is here. As the virgin quietly moved closer, the demons began to thrash wildly. She said nothing, but the radiant light of Christ shining through the humble handmaid of God was overpowering. Satan himself screamed. After screaming and thrashing several times, the prince of darkness left. It was over. Now I ask all of the possessed to consecrate themselves to the mother of God as part of the healing process. We ask Mary not only to cast out the demons, but to protect the afflicted person for the rest of their lives until she welcomes them into the kingdom of God. Dan, I just want you to comment on that on the next segment. This is Wednesday War College, Jess Romero, Dan Schneider. I want you to comment on the power of the Blessed Virgin Mary in solemn session and uh, the fact that demons hear her like there's uh, like like nobody's business we'll be back stick around every year we're going to be sent over here good morning good morning.
Wednesday War College, Jess Romero, Dan Schneider, uh, talking about all things the Blessed Virgin Mary as it relates to spiritual warfare. Dan, so this one exorcist wrote a story about the supernatural power of Our Lady's name against the gates of hell. Uh, a couple things that he said that demons will not say the name Mary. Uh, he, obviously, he talks about here the fact that uh, when Mary comes into the room, the room grows silent. Talks about the overpowering power of Mary over demons. Then he says after he's done, he has the possessed person consecrate themselves to the Mother of God as part of the healing process. Uh, anything you want to add to that? Because, again, you've seen this yourself Watch several out. times. So I'd like to get your take on, on the supernatural power of Mary's presence in a solemn session and the power of her name, the fact that demons won't even say the name of Mary. It's all yours, Dad. Yeah, no, this, the, 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 there's a feast day, the holy name of Mary, for a reason. We have to start making a connection as a Catholic. As Catholics, we got to stop thinking, oh, we just go to Mass on Sunday and, and whatever the readings are there. There is power in the liturgical calendar. The Satanists have their own diabolic calendar, and it mimics and mocks our calendar. There's power in the in liturgical calendar. So there's an actual title, the title of a liturgical memorial of the, the holy name of Mary. This is, uh, don't let me quote. I'm just a doctor in the church. I'm going to quote two doctors of the church. St. Alphonsus, following St. Bernard, Right. Doctor of Mary's mediation says this. The devils tremble at the mere mention of Mary's name. And just as men fall to the ground when a bolt of lightning strikes near them. So the devils quake when they hear Mary's name. There's power in the name of Mary. Uh, last year, we were training priests at a, at a priestly assembly for a diocese in the Midwest. And we were having lunch with a bishop. The bishop invited us. And the bishop said, you know, I used to I tr once trained with Father Candini and uh, um, and we were we were when I was a young wow. priest, he, he said he said we, we were doing he was he was doing an exorcism and right in the middle of it. He stops and I'm just watching as a young priest. So I'm just learning. And, and, the, and the, he said the bishops, the, the bishop told me I just stopped. I was the, all of a sudden the, everything stopped and the demon was getting angrier and angrier. And, and he looked up at the exorcist and said, I would absolutely destroy you if it weren't for the woman in blue standing behind you. Um, so the demon won't even use the name of Mary. It's her. It's the woman in blue, blue that one. She. They fear her name. And here's what Father Ripperger says. Again, this isn't just my experience or my, or my theological opinion. Father Ripperger says that and this, and there's, there's a deep understanding of theology behind this going back to the beginning that the Virgin Mary has total coercive power over the demon. It isn't that she's just one intercessor among others, right, if she decides to help. Remember, Doctor of the Church, uh, uh, Bernard of Clairvaux, calls her uh, uh, – she is mediatrix of all graces, of all graces. Not just once in a while, not just those that we ask to her. Everything flows to her virginal hands. We have to start. We don't. We have to start really unpacking what the church calls the unique privileges of Mary. All power, all coercive power over the demon is she possesses. And so, in our experience, uh, following Father Ripperger, probably 80, 85 percent of the time, where there is an extraction, there is a palpable, palpable presence of the Virgin Mary present in the room and when the extraction takes place. I'll give you an example. Hey, let me, Dan, let me mention some. Let me mention some real okay. quick. You mentioned <laughs> Amentini for purposes. I mean, some people are saying, who's this, like, Father Candido Amentini? You just mentioned that he trained a bishop. Who is he? 
Oh, he was he was the uh, father Father Amorth uh, Sensei. He was the one that trained Father Gabriel Amorth. So he was probably the first the first exorcist in the modern period to resurrect, if you will, the whole practice, the Catholic practice of of, of exorcism. So he was the chief oh, exorcist wait, of the diocese I, of Rome. I don't know if you know that he's he's uh they they opened up his cause for canonization. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. I, yeah, yeah, I got that. I, I got that. Yeah. You, you, here's a quick path to holiness, right? And the cross. Yeah. Say these famous words. I said this to the sisters. Uh, uh, um, you know, here's why you're here, dressed in your habits. You said to Our Lady, use me, make me holy, teach me the truth. Our Lord will put you on, our, our, Lord, our Lady will hear that prayer and she'll have the Lord put you on the right path. Anyone that volunteers for this is automatically disqualified. It, it, you know, you got to be out of your mind to want to do this. This is something that God gives you as a grace. But to all the priests out there, I have a priest that's organizing a, a 40 days for life uh, exorcism at, at, a, at a major archdiocese. And, he, and he's getting some resistance from, from some other priests. Okay. Like they don't want to do it. They're a little afraid or maybe they want to bear the, the cold, you know, you know what, we have to man up and we have to, if you see the women religious that I deal with, that I teach the Carmelites and now these beautiful sisters um, that I taught, uh, um, these religious sisters are Lady of Sorrows. These are power, power horses. These are, these are war horses in the battlefield of God. These are, these are battle horses that, that just go into battle, get no credit, but they, but they, these are, these are awesome. Now these priests should have no fear at all. Here's an example. There was a case, uh, um, uh, several years, not a case, but there was a, a, an instance where Michael Jordan scores 70 points in one game. It, 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 and, and it was an incredible feat, 70 points. Michael Jordan, they had a, they would say, you can't control Jordan. You can only contain him. Right. Some of us have children like that. You can't control them. You can. It's containment theory. And so they would try to contain Michael to less than 40 or 50. Right. So he scores 70 points. So at the end of the game, they let this rookie in wow. and this rookie gets in and he gets fouled with 30 seconds. And he and he hits he hits one half of, of, of one. He gets one free throw. He hits one of the, one of the two. Right. And so after the game, they interviewed the rookie and they said, man, what an exciting. You got into this this historic game, you know, where Michael Jordan sets this massive record, you know, and and this will be this will never be beaten. And what, what's your what's your experience as a rookie? And he says, I'll never forget the time that Michael Jordan and I combined to score 71 points in a single game. And uh, so, and this is what it's like for these priests. They're just, they're just the causes cause. They're an altar Christus, but, but Our Lady, through Christ, she's mediatrics of all grace. She will mediate these extractions, and the priest is just the rookie. He might throw in one lucky free throw, but and Our Lady will do the work. She's the intercessor. She brings to bear the body of Christ through her virginal purity, and the priests have nothing to be afraid of. They're living a righteous life, and they're tap and they're living in obedience, and they're and they're doing their vocation. They have nothing to fear. If they get slapped around a little bit, hey, that's just part of it. That's just part of it. And Our Lady, even that, yeah. Our Lady allows for our purification. She allows us to, to so that we grow in holiness so that we can continue to be the rookie that throws in one lucky free throw while she does the work and the mystical body comes to bear. So, so we, we have to let our priests know not to be afraid. And our religious sisters that are engaging, they see that. These women are, these women are, ba they're, 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 they're battle axes in the hand of God. So, so th this is just, you know, so, so understanding the power of the Blessed Mother, right? Here's what St. Bridget of Sweden said, Jess. Listen to this. 
St. Bridget of Sweden, who we'll get we'll get into her in the next segment when we get on our lead of sorrows. Yeah. God made yeah. Mary so powerful against the devils that whenever they are attacking someone who has called upon her for help, whenever they are attacking someone who calls upon her for help, they are immediately terrified and cease molesting the soul. They prefer to flee wow. rather than take a double dose of the torments then take a double dose of the torments rather than be subjected to her power. That's Dan, let me jump you know, in here. Let me jump in here. That that this is probably why just bringing it down to the lay people, this is why it's important for head. lay people, Joe Sixpack in the pew and Mary Jane in the pew, it's important for them to have a relationship with Mary through proper Marian devotion. Like for example, like the daily rosary. I've heard Father Ripperger say that he doesn't know of one case in the U.S. in 16 years of being an exorcist where uh, a person has been demonically possessed who prays and meditates daily upon the rosary. Not one case, which, which goes to show you once again that we could take this personal spiritual warfare as it relates to Mary into our personal life by doing the daily rosary and having Marian sacramentals, you know, in, on our body. And, and consecrating ourselves to Mary, if not annually, daily. One more thing I want to mention also, I've heard Cardinal Iniguas Sandoval from Mexico, he says that in every exorcism, he says Mary is the primary exorcist. She's the chief exorcist right now in the church. And so, I mean, this has been, this has been said by a prince of the church. Uh, and so, once again, I just feel bad for our Protestant brothers because... You know, they also try to do healing and deliverance. But again, they don't realize that, that they don't realize what they're missing because they don't understand the role of Mary in salvation history. Yeah, no, if you're not, if you, look, we, we'll get into this in the next segment, but, but she is the Ark of the New Covenant. She's the Immaculata. She is, she is preserved from any stain of original sin. This is God's answer to the fall of Adam and Eve. This is this is this is the new Eve, the Immaculata. She is the ark of the new covenant. She bears Christ within her and wherever she goes like she visits Elizabeth, she brings Christ to 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 bring uh she sanctifies through her presence and in her mediation sanctifies John the Baptist who was born without the other one, so according to St Augustine, born without the stain of original sin, sanctified in the womb through the intercession in the presence of the Virgin Mary. So we have to wow. recover our understanding. And if you don't do that, yeah, these Protestants and some of these charismatics, and they're out there trying to be ecumenical, and they're not, they don't want to talk about Mary and the saints. Great, you can, you can go to battle with, with, again, against a heavy infantry with pitchforks and sticks. Go for it. Let me know how that works out, right? You might, you might take a few guys down, right? But this is not sustainable, the battlefield has changed. We have to go back to the ancient weapons. And there's nothing more ancient than the ancient weapon of Genesis 3.15. I will put enmity between you and the serpent, between the, the seed of the woman and the serpent, right? She, you will strike her heel. She, according to St. Jerome, doctor of the church in the Latin Vulgate, she will crush the head of the serpent, right? Now, the, the echoes of the, the, the saints echo this in their experience. San Alphonsus Liguori again. She, he likens her to a general who knows how to deploy her forces to the confusion of the enemy and for the benefit of those who call on her for defense and temptation. St. Louis de Montfort, Mary must be terrible to the devil and his crew as an army arranged in battle 
principally in these latter times, because the devil, knowing that he has but little time, is now less and now less than ever to destroy souls. He will at every day redouble his efforts in his combats. Satan being proud, again, St. Louis de Montfort, suffers infinitely more from being beaten and punished by a little and humble handmaid of God, and her humility humiliates him more than the divine power. Because God has given Mary such a great power against the devils that they have often been obliged to confess, in spite of themselves, by the mouths of the possessed, that they fear one of her sighs, a sigh like at Cana. Mm. There's no more wine. Wow. A sigh. Wow. Then the prayers of all the saints and one of her threats, right? Imagine one of her threats. Against them more than all other torments. What Lucifer has lost by pride, Mary has gained by humility. What Eve has damned by and lost by disobedience, Mary has saved by obedience. That's a quote from the from the second century, Saint Irenaeus. We have been believing this from the beginning, but in the modern period, we've just rejected this 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 kind of Catholicism. We in, in name of ecumenism, and who knows why? We have to go back and resurrect and resurrect our understanding. Break, my of the Hard break. Hold that thought. All right. Get some Snyder. Wednesday War Calls, All Things Are Lady. We'll be right back. Wednesday War College. I'm on the 10 freeway driving from Arizona to California. Got some business to take care of over there. I'm here with Dr. Dan Schneider. We haven't had him on for a couple of weeks. People have been missing him. Where's Dr. Dan? Where's Dr. Dan? He's here now, so do not fear. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, yeah, the cavalry. You're a rock star, bro. You just keep me fired up today, Jess. You just picked this topic because you want you, you like it when I get when I get fired up. When I when I when I turn into I, you know, remember that when Hulk Hogan would just get fired up, he would just take his shirt and just just rip it off, man. <laughs> I'm a Hulkamaniac for, for the Blessed Mother. We're a couple of Hulkamaniacs for Mary. And why? Why? She is a, she she is the secret weapon to the battle that we ignore her, but she's a lady. She's only going to go where she's asked. She's going to respect us. Right? Hey, Dad, the way, let, me share, let me share something. You mentioned Hulkamania. I saw Hulk Hogan years ago. I was going, when I lived in, in uh, California, going to LAX, and I'm in line, I'm going on Delta. And he was in line. He was about two feet in front of me. He's going to sit in the first class section, you know, uh, and he had a big, not a cross. He had a crucifix around his neck. And so uh, as I passed by him, he sat down in the first class section. As I passed by him, I told him, hey, Hulk, that's a beautiful crucifix. And I had one on, too. So both of them had, I had a bigger one. I had to say Benedict. And he goes, he goes, yes, it is. And so he didn't have a cross around his neck, Dan. He had a crucifix. The big That's guy awesome. from Kogus. I just want to I just want to mention that. And remember what he would say? He would talk about all the Hulkamaniacs. He would say, uh, uh, make sure if you're a Hulkamaniac, you gotta do three things. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, do your exercises, eat your vitamins, and say your prayers. Right? That's a, these are the three That's steps of check. Being a Hulkamaniac. We need to do the same thing. We need to be Hulkamaniacs for Jesus. We need to be Hulkamaniacs for the Blessed Mother, right? We need. And what are our vitamins? What 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 are our booster shots? Here's what Father Gabriel Amor says. Um, 
chief exorcist of the Diocese of Rome, who was, you know, who was really uh, revolutionized and, and brought into the modern period, the rite of exorcism. He says, God has chosen the Holy Virgin Mary as the permanent antidote to the enmity between mankind and Satan. We worry about all this stuff on our bodies. You want to get boosted? You want to get, you want to boost your vaccination, the vaccination you receive with the blood of Jesus in your baptism? You want an antidote to the, to, to, between the enmity, the antidote for that enmity between God and serpent, between man and the serpent, which came in creation? Get vaccinated. Get back, get, get boosted with the blue blood of the Virgin Mary. Get, get, get healthy. Eat your vitamins. Say your prayers. Do your exercises. Be disciplined, right? Hey, Dan, and the, and the only virus that we're going to talk about in this show is the virus of sin. We're not talking That's about right. any other virus. We don't, yeah, the virus of sin. Because then, then they might cancel our show. That's right. We can't have oh, that. wait a minute. They already have, right? Oh, yeah. And they, <laughs> but we're back on. We, just, we, went, we went back on under another name on YouTube now. Oh, That's good, good. Bullshit. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're back on. Uh, okay, so let me give you another quote, Jess, before we get into the next topic. Ready? This is Father Francesco Bamonte, who's the president of the International Association of Exorcists. He's kind of in line after Father Gabriel Amorth, who passed away. May Lord rest his okay. soul. Here's what he says. Okay. The cooperation of Mary in the... By the way, I have a book that I'm working on also for Tan that's going to have... It's going to go over all this for people. A cosmic view. The cosmic queen of angels and saints, right? Uh, um, uh, and, and, her, and explaining... Yeah. Her coercive power over the demon and why, why ontologically is this true? This isn't just a theory. This isn't just one or two saints. This is this is this goes back to the ancient understanding of the Christian faith. But we'll, we'll get into that. Here's what Father Vamonte says: the cooperation of Mary and the victory over her son, son over the demons humiliates them more than if Christ defeated them alone. We see this in session. It's humiliating. When she gets called in, it's like, oh, man, you know? It's like, here it comes. What, what, what do they call it in Spanish? This isn't just the chancla, right? This is the cinturón. Yeah. You know what I mean? The chancla, you know, the, the you know, you got hit with a chancla or two, right? This is the right. belt, exactly. right? To be defeated by God through the cooperation of a human creature greatly humiliates their, bro their bloated pride. The impact of the dogma of the Immaculate Conception, going back to that antidote, which is the antidote to the fall of man, conception, means that she has a perfectly sinless human nature. Thus, she is preserved from original sin and its effects, by which the demons brought all humanity under their power. The holiness and splendor of Mary elevates her high above all human and angelic creatures. And he notes, moreover, that the demons are frequently forced to praise her for her greatness, as well as the, pow the power and divine splendor that shines in her. So this is not just the doctors of the church. These, this is, these are the most respected exorcists. And Father Ripperger echoes exact, is the same thing. Um, in, in, the, in the experience of the exorcist, they realize that without the Blessed Mother's protection, the lady in blue would absolutely destroy all of us. Dan, I just heard this. I was uh, doing a parish mission in the Midwest, and a, a, a good holy priest, uh, for, former legionnaire of Christ, he said when he was a young legionnaire, the diocesan exorcist invited him to go help him do, a, do an exorcism. And uh, they went to the person's house to go talk to her, the possessed person, and the parents. And he says, so I'm a, young, I'm a young rookie priest, you know, went behind the ears. I'm with a veteran exorcist. We walk into the house. The parents 
uh, the, the older priest, the exorcist, walked into the kitchen to talk to mom and dad. And he says, wait here in the living room and just, just kind of talk to her and, uh, you know, make small talk with her, a, a, young, a young lady who was possessed. So he says, I'm just there looking at her. She's looking at me. I'm feeling kind of uncomfortable. I said, you know, uh, I, I don't know what to say. So I kind of just said something off the top of my head like, hey, so how's your day going? And uh, the, the, the priest said, uh, the possessed girl said to me, uh, the, the, the voice became very guttural and said, if it wasn't for the lady behind you right now, I would kill you. Now, Absolutely. He's an older priest now. Yeah, he's an older. He says, <laughs> never forget that. Yeah. Something that this was a pivotal moment in my priesthood that I'll never forget. He says, and from that moment, he goes, I always had Marian piety, but that took it to another level. When I saw her eyes, the wickedness in her eyes of this young girl, and told me if it wasn't for that lady, that, that lady behind you right now, I would kill you. And she said her voice completely changed. He yeah, said yeah. at that moment, my understanding of, of, of Mary's role in salvation history, he says, was taken to another level. Yeah, no. And what does this mean practically for us as lay people? I'm gonna, just, I'm not gonna hold them up because Richard will yell at me. But there's two books that that I would recommend. It's Christmas time. Get these for yourselves. Get these for your spouse. One is True Devotion to Mary, Saint Louis de Montfort. Do Marian consecration. Uh, True Devotion to Mary. The second is Saint Alphonsus Liguori, The Glories of Mary. The, these the these are two saints. One of them a doctor of the Church. Uh, that that are teaching us true devotion, the the, the and exalting and and, and Saint Alban just goes through the Salve Regina and explains it. Then he goes through the the seven sorrows. Then he goes through the different devotions. It's real simple. Even Canon Law, Jess, as you know, Canon Law says that the faithful are obliged to a filial devotion to the Virgin Mary. We have a Canon Law mandate to yep. love her yep. as as a child, as a child. Amen. Dan, I want to switch. Hey, listen to this, Jess. I, I think you would like this. So I'm teaching these sisters, right? And, and again, I, I, I'm i wearing a, a jacket and a tie because I respect my audience and I want them to know that I respect them in their vocation. So I'm, they're in their, and in their habits. But if you, if you could just flip the lens and see in the spiritual realm what's going on, you're looking at tiger stripe, faces painted, right? Boonie caps, Tiger stripe BDUs. These are these are what we would call spooks, the special ops that go into combat. These are high-level trained warriors. And you want to know how they train? Part of their novitiate. You're going to love this, Jess. Part of their novitiate in this in this order of sisters, they have to memorize in their novitiate one book of the old no one book one gospel and one book of the Old Testament. They have to memorize it start to finish before they before they can become unbelievable. Uh, 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 Unbelievable. And here we are. And I'm, I was embarrassed. I was humiliated. I have a PhD in biblical studies. And, and I've never taken the time and love of Jesus to do that. It, it humbled me. It humbled me. Wow. But what did it do? It's so practical. They washed their brains, all their memories of this world, right? They they focused their brain. This is the Marine. You know, the Marine that they, they have their, they love their weapons. Your brother was a Marine and he'll still recite to yeah. you the Marine. The, 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 this is my rifle, though there was no other rifle just like it, you know, et cetera. 
Um, there are many other rifles like it. There's another just like it. You and I have talked about the Marine Creed, uh, uh, that, that rifle creed applied to the rosary, right? But but they but it, it it makes you do that movement. Why are the Marines, and I hate to admit this, but why are they in the world? Because that's all they do. They focus on that movement, that movement. They get their bodies slewed to the weapon, and it becomes part of them. Memorizing a book of the Old Testament and a book and the gospel, their mind is all their memories have been refocused to Christ. One sister told me I had to memorize first Kings and 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 I thought, and I knew every single aspect of the size of the temple and all the cubits, and I thought it was a complete waste of time. And now that I've been a sister for several years, it is exploding as I see Christ the temple, as I see the temple of my soul, as I read the book of Revelation in the temple, you know, her mind is just expanding, right, to, into the depths of the, of the reality of Christ destroy this temple, right? In three days, I'll rebuild it. And so uh, not a waste of time. This is an absolute genius. Their foundress, uh, uh, Venerable Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth uh, Renzi, uh, an Italian uh, sister that founded this group, a brilliant way to, to, to teach their sisters to use their minds, right? Use their minds, as St. Paul says, not conform to this age, but... Yeah, you just, made, you just made Eddie Brock happy right now. I know, I know. I gotta throw some bones <laughs> at old Eddie once in a while, and but you know, but but yeah, no, for sure. Because Ernie and I, hey. Ernie, Ernie and I are both Hulkamaniacs, man, and 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 uh, and, and Cavs soldiers. So, but yeah, Eddie's very happy. He got a shout out to the Marine. Hey, it was the hey, Marine Corps now. birthday this month. Right. Hard break, hard break. We'll be right back with some more calls. All right, Jess, we're back on, brother. Absolutely. Hey, uh, uh, Wednesday War College. Hey, you know, if you you know any Marines in your life, I mean, besides feeling sorry for them, um, give them your love anyway. It is uh, the they take the entire month as a time to remind the world of the Marine Corps birthday. So all the Marines out there, in all sincerity, we love you. We appreciate you uh, that you're on our side. And birthday. There's my concessionary Absolutely. speech to, to to all of our our brother okay. our brother Marines. All right, we got to go. There. There's got to be a place to put those guys that can't get into the army, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dead. They're good I guys, want, man. I, I want I, I want you to get into the theology of Our Lady of Sorrows, the way Our Lady of Sorrows reveals our secrets. Uh, she converts hardened hearts if you ask her. Can you give us the ba- the biblical backdrop to this understanding of Our Lady of Sorrows, her power in revealing secrets, and yeah. in, uh, and and, 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 and whether they're personal or generational? Go ahead, Dan. It's it's all you. Yeah. No. You know, um, there's a reason that Father uh, Ripperger chose the Society of Our Most Sorrowful Mother as the title for for the for, for his his foundation, the the order that he's putting together. Um, one of the graces, there's seven graces promised to St. Bridget, and one of them is, I will defend the, them in their spiritual battles with the infernal enemy. I will protect them at every instant of their lives. Uh, um, 
I will defend I will defend them in their spiritual battles with the infernal enemy. I will protect them at every instance of their lives. I will grant peace to their families. They will be enlightened about the divine mysteries. I will console and accompany them in their work. I will give them as much as they ask for, so long as it does not oppose the adorable will of my son or the sanctification of their souls. I will visibly help them at the moment of their death. They will see the face of their mother. So she's given seven promises to now, this flows from the seven sorrows, and, and the first sorrow is the, 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 the prophecy of Simeon. And, and some of the doctors of the church and the mystics have, 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 have expounded on that, that in that, that she knew, she always knew that her son would be sacrificed for our sins. But in that conversation, it was revealed by Simeon how he would suffer. And so she bore that. And St. Alphonsus quotes St. Teresa. She said that— um, that it was revealed to St. Teresa that all, although Mary already knew that the life of her son would be sacrificed for the salvation of the world, she then received a more explicit knowledge and learned in greater detail what sufferings and the cruel death that had wait, that awaited him. And so she she bears in the, and she merits in this suffering a deep and profound union, a union so so powerful that that um, her her son, the union is and her son will withhold nothing from her, piercing of the two hearts. Uh, uh, that which that this this took place on the cross. So when her heart, when Christ's heart was pierced, he was already he was already dead. But she then suffers a spiritual death and offer offers herself and her, her son to the Father. And in that merit, now the union is so deep and profound, right? Uh, and and then the part of the that that what she feels is always in perfect conformity to the will of, the, of her son and what she wills now now is made to be and so and so she has a again a perfect course of power over the demon now in that piercing what did what did the prophecy of Simeon say in, um and you yourself a sword were pierced and the and the and the 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 thoughts of hearts will be revealed and so this is this is where um in the spiritual realm we encourage people to go to our lady of sorrows you want to find out we, i just got a um a priest answer or sent me an email saying you're not going to believe this there was this couple i'm like yeah i'm going to believe it she says this couple um and they they had a teenage child that was really just having some problems and so we didn't know what to do so i they they, they contact me and i i listened to war college you guys are awesome and and you guys are talking about this consecration prayer to the blessed mother in the back of the deliverance prayers for use by the laity there's a, a prayer of consecration of temporal goods and so we and i pray this prayer and you should pray this prayer every day especially if you're active in the apostle or if you're engaging in spiritual warfare at any level so the, i have a couple pray this and they pray this for about a week and after about a week it was suddenly everything opened up and they realized that the filter on their computer uh, uh, was was broken. You know, they had a filter for the Internet. It somehow had been pierced or it wasn't working. And the, the child was receiving these threats. Something was happening, some bullying or something. But it was it was through the intercession of Our Lady of Sorrows, specifically consecrating this this child to Our Lady of Sorrows and reveal to us what is going on? What is blocking? Where's the enemy working in my child, right? What is going on that's pulling my child away from us? Consecrating and pray, praying to our lady of sorrows, it opened it up and, and they were able to address it and the child is back. So so this is what we're talking about, the practical functionality of devotion to Mary. This isn't just this great theory. We're talking about practical functional using what God has laid before us. So that's just one example, and it, but it, it all roots back to the merits of her suffering.
This is powerful, Dan. You're listening to Wednesday War Calls, Dr. Dan Schneider, Jess Romero. I'm on my way to Los, An- Los Angeles. I'm driving on the 10 free with my wife. Uh, and we're talking about the Blessed Virgin Mary and Our Lady of Sorrow specifically, the way she reveals secrets, converts a heart and hearts. If you ask her, and Dan, Dan is fleshing this out. Uh, and, and by the way, me and Dan also wish and all of you a happy, holy, blessed Thanksgiving. Remember, as Catholics, uh, of all the people in the world, we should be more thankful than anybody else because we have the Holy Eucharist, which is Thanksgiving incarnate itself. And so as Catholics, we should be living with an attitude of gratitude. And also, as, as Catholics, we're not orphans. We have a mother. Uh, most of the world doesn't recognize that we have a mother in heaven. And we do. We as Catholic Christians, the mother of God is our mother. She's the mother of the church. So we have a whole lot to be thankful for despite, uh, who knows, you know, stolen elections and despite some of the problems in our country, we still, this is still, despite uh, some of the shenanigans happening in America right now, this is still the best country to live in on planet Earth. <clears throat> Dan, going back to uh, this topic about our late, uh, have you seen in the field people that do the, nine, the, the novena to Our Lady of Sorrows Father Rippergrill also says that Our Lady, uh, this, this, this 90 novena also goes for the conversion of family members, two things, conversion of family members, but also by, by blocking demons. So this, uh, this promise or this novena, uh, oftentimes a lot of our family members remain unconverted because they have impediments. Sometimes the impediments are diabolical, and uh, Father Rippergrill says that this 90 novena, uh, can remove the uh, blocking of demons from our family members. Is that correct? Absolutely. If you don't lay lead down range, you know, if you don't put lead down range, if you don't put what we call covering fire, whether that's covering fires coming from a saw or back when, back in the day, uh, um, you know, we would have either cobras providing covering fire or you would have a Huey with an M60 just putting lead down range. This is what this does. This pushes the demon back. Remember, the angels go where they're asked. The demons go where they're not resisted. So and 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 so we have to offer that resistance and asking Our Lady to block the demon's work in this child, block the demon that's trying to afflict them. Go to Our Lady of Sorrows, right, and asking her that. Um, uh, um, it's absolutely spot on. We see it. We see it all the time. And 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 also reveal, reveal to me what is it in me. What what is the defect? This is a hard prayer because we don't really deep down don't want to know. Right. Because we don't want to get back in the ring. <laughs> what is it in me? What is the defect? Where are my attachments? Where are the where are the defects in my virtue that is keeping me from deep from loving Jesus more? What is the defect in virtues that's keeping me from getting more grace out of out of out of holy mass, out of out of receiving holy communion? What is the defect in me that's keeping grace from flowing into my you know? So and go to our latest sorrows. This is part part of the the, the promises. Uh, that given to her, I will grant peace to their families. I will defend them in their spiritual battles with the infernal enemy, and I will protect them at every instant of their lives. Going a, and, and Saint Alphonsus is very clear though that this isn't a one-time thing. It isn't like you do a three-round, and then you go back. 
and get back in the chow hall line, right? No, you got to stay engaged. You have to have a daily discipline and a daily devotion to her. Daily rosary, regular devotion to Our Lady of Sorrows, uh, praying Our Lady of Sorrows rosary, stopping by uh, chapels, paying visits to her, kneeling before her statues, asking for her intercession and, your, and her help. It's being, again, as Canon Law says, a filial devotion to her. Dan, I've uh, got about one minute left, one or two minutes left. Somebody has an unconverted child. Uh, some, what protocol would you give them? Mom and dad, they're living in a state of grace. Would you tell them, start off with a nine-day rosary novena to Our Lady of Sorrows, coupled with the prayers, because there's prayers on the Internet. It's called Novena to Our Lady of Sorrows. And also the uh, consecration of, uh, of, your, of another person in Father Ripperger's book, uh, to the Blessed Virgin Mary, would you say that would be a great start uh, to do that? That's a good start. And one of the things that, that we're, again, finding good effect in the field, I think it's page 19 of the Deliverance Prayers for Use by the Laity. You do a nine-day devotion. You kneel by the altar of your home, which is your bed. You and your wife, you kneel down together. Wow. You pray a rosary. You say that I, 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 we offer this rosary to your to your sorrowful heart. We ask you to to uh, um, pray. Uh, we ask you that you apply the merits of this to to us and to our child. And we ask you to both reveal to us and to our child what is blocking. And then you and then you pray the, a prayer, page nineteen, a prayer of severing, uh, specifically any spirits of unbelief, any spirits that are blocking the conversion, uh, any spirits of darkness, any any spirits of impurity or whatever, whatever. And, and pick up as parents that is present to the child. That's powerful, Dan. Yeah, uh, a child. It, it's, it, it, yeah, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle's an absolute master. Range. He's the range control officer. He's the guy that that is an absolute master in showing how to do this, and he's done that very well. And we've got we've got a lot of feedback from people that are that have done this and had great effect in their families. But at the same time. At the same time, you accept what Our Lady gives you. There, there, God has allowed this for, for some salvific purpose. Don't think that I just want to be one and done and get this out so it, so it takes the shame away from me or it relieves my suffering. No, you, you, have to, you might have to grind this out for a while, right? You might have to grind this out until Our Lady says, okay, enough. So, and, and, and in that process, you'll become holy. And, the, and then when this child does come back around, the glory, the, the angelic salutation, the angelic burst of praise to God, according to St. James in the book of James. The angels will rejoice when this child comes back. It might take some time. Dan, That's it, Dan. Time for the Apache chatter. Take us home. That's right. We'll see you next week. Same Christ time, same Christ family. You've been listening to Wednesday War College. Happy, holy, blessed Thanksgiving, family. Thank you for listening to War College. And thank you for listening to Jesus 911 all week. We'll see you next time. Up next, Jerry Machuda, hands on apologetics. As for me and Dan... We are EOW end of Peter's name.